the season is a grind. No matter how much money you have or where you're at in your career, you still have stress. You still have anxiety. You still get nervous. You still have fears. And uh, a lot of times, the, the higher you get, the more you suppress it. People just need to understand it's, it's important that you, you speak out. You go get the help that you need. And, and don't be afraid or feel like less of a person because we all go through um, ups and downs. Welcome to the Sports Business Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Berger. You can find the Sports Business Radio Podcast 15 years, over 600 episodes featuring conversations with the biggest names in sports like David Stern, Pete Carroll, Chris Abbott, Jeannie Buss, Michael Vick, Andre Iguodala, Mark Cuban, Tom Rinaldi, Charles Barkley, Jack Nicholas, Lindsey Vaughn, Eric Spolster, Aaron Rodgers, and Steve Nash on iTunes or at sportsbusinessradio.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the Sports Business Radio podcast on iTunes, and everyone who posts a review on iTunes will be eligible to be selected to join us in our studio audience at one of our Sports Business Radio roadshows presented by Boingo. And we're also on Spotify now, so you can find us there. Follow us in between podcasts on Twitter at SB Radio. We've been named a top 50 follow by Forbes.com for three consecutive years, and on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. Well, thanks for joining us on this week's edition of Sports Business Radio. This week's edition of Sports Business Radio is presented by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free right now. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. Joining me on this week's edition of Sports Business Radio is CJ McCollum, the outstanding guard for the Portland Trailblazers. You can follow him on Twitter at CJ McCollum. CJ was the 10th overall pick in the 2013 NBA draft. He played his college ball at Lehigh. He's the host of his own pod, the Pull Up Pod, which he co-hosts with Jordan Schultz. You can find it on iTunes and podcast platforms everywhere. And you can follow Pull Up Pod on Twitter at Pull Up Pod. We're at the Portland Trailblazer practice facility with CJ McCollum. CJ, thanks for sitting down. I appreciate it. No problem at all. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You're used to the podcast game. You got the pull-up pod. Uh, you obviously were the editor of the Brown and White School newspaper at Lehigh. You've got an interest in journalism. Walk me through your process when you're doing a podcast like we're doing right now. How do you get ready for your podcast? Um, honestly, I do a little bit of background research. You know, stalk the guests a little bit, learn <laughs> about them, learn about their whole life story. Um, where they went to school at, accomplishments, um, things they like to do in their spare time to just to kind of feel them out and, and figure out how I want to flow uh, throughout the podcast. And then I pick topics in my head that I want to talk about, and that's all I do, basically. A couple things, and based on how the conversation goes, I just take it from there. But uh, my co-host, Jordan Schultz, and I, my producer, they do a good job of kind of putting things together and allowing it to flow. But the, the best preparation is is just when you have a conversation. You have had the opportunity to interview Adam Silver a few mm-hmm. times for the Players Tribune. Um, what's that like? Cause that's like next level. It's <laughs> like us getting you on today. We got to go through layers of people to get Adam. You're probably, yeah. maybe you have his number and you can just text him, but, uh, that's probably a process to get him to sit down with you. Yeah, I do have his number, but I don't, I don't <laughs> handle that directly all the time. I usually inquire in person, like, Hey, well, is it okay? If we do the podcast yeah. again this year and then we coordinate, um, with his team, but he's, he's very nice about giving me his time and I don't get nervous anymore, but I used to get nervous just because I didn't know. Um, if I was going to ask similar questions that he'd been asked in the past, you don't want to repeat questions and you also want to feel like you know him, but not feel too, uh, invasive. But, 
I did ask him why I wasn't invited to his wedding. Um, just stuff like that, like just stuff to joke about. Uh, if you've ever been to a Jay Z concert, you know, like off the wall stuff that is, you know, funny, but can lead to a great conversation. But Adam has always been great with his time with me, and um, we've been able to get a lot of interviews into the point where I have to go back and read them to kind of make sure I don't ask the same question three times or four times. Fast forward to when you're done playing. You're getting a lot of reps doing this now. Yeah. Do you look at this as like the entree into a career in broadcasting or journalism when you're done playing basketball? Yeah, I definitely want to explore the journalism and broadcasting uh, realm, um, having a degree in journalism and being able to write for the Players Tribune. I have my own podcast. Um, do some TV work with TNT, Turner, um, ESPN, uh, among others. It's given me experience and allowed me to see different phases of journalism, but I'm not sure exactly which avenue I'll go down, but I know it'll be somewhere in that realm. All right, I'm putting you on the spot. Who's on your list of people you want to have on your pod that you haven't had on yet? On my list? Yeah. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, um, Kevin Hart. Uh, authors under Ron Holiday has expressed interest in coming on. I'd love to get him on. Malcolm Gladwell, um, some actors and actresses. Um, there's a lot of people uh, who are influential maybe in my life that they don't know it. So a lot of those people uh, would be great. We were just talking before you came in. Uh, Will Ferrell is going to start a podcast, and I guess he's going to do it as Ron Burgundy. <laughs> you got to get him on as, as Ron yeah, Burgundy on That would be pod. awesome. That would be awesome to get some of those entertainers on, especially people with great personalities. How are you about – I mean, you've got access to some people, mm-hmm. but I know you don't want to, like, step on toes or anything. How are you about, like, going to other guys or people in the entertainment world and saying, hey – I want to have you on my pod, or are you more reserved in that way, and you're like, I don't want to bother that person? It just depends on the relationship I have. It's hard to reach out to strangers or people that you really don't know, because then you just feel like another person asking for something. You know, We get we get asked to do a lot of things in this world, so for me, um, I try to make sure I have a relationship or have met them before I ask. Otherwise, I just have the producers ask on my behalf. But, um, I mean, I've directly asked Kevin Love, KD, I mean, I'll have at some point I'll talk to Kyrie when we play. I'm like, when you play teams and you know guys is different than just a random coming up to you and asking them. Right. So um, I think now that the podcast has a, a little bit of traction, people understand that, hey, like this is cool to tell different sides of certain stories and your fans will appreciate it. Right. So I think now players are more like reaching out like, hey, can I come on? Yeah. So yeah. I, I definitely feel like I've gotten to know you better through your pod, your personality. Yeah. Uh, your love of wine, which we'll talk about in a little <laughs> yeah. bit, but just, it's cool. That's what the fans want. They want to know that it's more than just like a guy on the basketball court running up and down the court. Like they want to know a little bit about the person. Yeah, exactly. Those little anecdotes, those little stories that you can tell, um, and just give the fans a different perspective because they have this picture of what you're like in their head, right? Just right. based on your movement, your interviews. But then you get behind the scenes and you're able to talk about your interests, things you're doing in your spare time, uh, your likes and dislikes, what it's like to, to be from wherever you're from. I think that gives uh, listeners and, and, and people who are uh, of interest um, a better background story on you. CJ's Press Pass, I know that's been a passion of yours for yeah. several years now. Tell us a little bit about that and what you are trying to accomplish with that. Yeah, CJ's Press Pass, we launched it a few years ago. We actually have... Um, the launch for this year is on Monday at Moda, and we've actually partnered with Moda now, so they're going to be a part of it. But That's it's awesome. basically a young journalism mentorship program where uh, I reach out and handpick certain journalists um, 
young journalists around the uh, state of Oregon, and we put them together, and we give them an assignment and basically give them insight on what it's like to be a journalist in all facets, whether that's covering a game, going to certain events, um, allowing them to meet you know people from um, what is it Comcast Sports Network, everyone that covers our game. We'll bring them to a nationally televised game, let them meet with ESPN or Turner, and basically see like how a game is produced, you know, from sideline interviews to the truck, mm-hmm. to the media truck. And um, uh, I partner with this organization called, I think it's Prep to Prep, and they're able to actually make money. It's an Oakland-based um, journalism program where they're able to make money um, covering high school sports. So photography, uh, covering games, maybe local uh, minor league sports as well as professional. And they're able to have their papers edited by professionals and actually receive credits not only in school but financially, which is nice to get paid to do this because it's a grind to, to try to make money in this world. Yeah, definitely. Um, I heard you talk a little bit on your podcast. I think it was when Michael Lombardi was on. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He came on mine too, like He's the week cool. after. He's great. Cool as a fan. Um, finding the right time to do these off the court things. Yeah. And, and I think you said something to the effect of like you needed to establish yourself a little bit better as a player on the court before you felt more comfortable doing some right. of the off the court stuff. Is, is that how it happened? Yeah, because you get this perception, um, that you care more about off the court stuff. And it's, it's sad because the, the reality of it is you need to be diversified. You need to have more interest than just your sport. Or otherwise you'll go crazy. So sometimes when you get too invested or too interested in other things outside of your sport, you're criticized, especially if you're not performing to the level you're expected of. And sometimes you're, you're never performing to the level of certain fans' eyes. So for me, it was just more about I was hurt early on in my career. I didn't play a lot. And I had this dream, goal, and aspiration of becoming, you know, like a media mogul. But I couldn't be known more for media than basketball early on in my career and I felt like I was drifting towards that so I had to take a step back uh, wait for my career to kind of blossom get healthy you know win most improved player of the year while still doing radio I just didn't do podcasts I still Mm -hmm. was doing national radio with Sirius XM and I had partnered um, with iHeartRadio and I was doing a lot of radio stuff Um, but I didn't start the podcast until um, um, two years ago so you felt like the timing was right. Yeah, I felt like the timing was right. I had established myself. I had got an extension uh, with the Portland Trailblazers, and that's when I started doing more journalism-based stuff. I was still doing the Adam Silver interviews and still mm-hmm. covering the draft, but um, the perception, you know, had shifted. Uh, I had established myself as a starter in the league, a guy who can perform, one of the better two guards in the NBA, one of the better players now in the NBA. So it's it's considered okay as long mm-hmm. as I'm performing well. In the eyes of the fans, they respect it. You're listening to Sports Business Radio with our guest, Portland Trailblazers, C.J. McCollum. We'll be right back after this. Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe El Toro COO Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So we switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job, so you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. 
See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with our guest, CJ McCollum. One of the questions I always ask athletes when I have them on the show is uh, endorsement deals. What are you looking for in your partners when people come to you and they say, Hey, CJ, I want to work with you on endorsement deals. That's authenticity. I'm at the stage now where I have enough uh, funds financially. My family's taken care of. And now my time is more important than anything, any dollar amount. So just strategically figuring out how to align myself with brands that are on the same page as me. Uh, do they want to help out with a lot of my charitable contributions, things I'm doing with the boys and girls clubs? Uh, that's more so a factor in my decision-making process now um, in terms of me doing appearances and things like that. Um, I'll do them if it's in, in align with what I'm trying to accomplish with my brand. From a time commitment standpoint, if it isn't too big of a time commitment, and if those partners are willing to jump on, like Jamba Juice is a great partner of mine, and they do a lot of work with me in the community. They come and help out at my kids' camps. They help sponsor uh, my boys and girls clubs. Um, you got your so, own drink at Jamba Juice. I, I saw had that. CJ's World. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good drink. You should definitely check it out. And this isn't like a paid promo. This is me just yeah, a guy who likes Jamba Juice. Um, it's it's awesome to have you know, unique, authentic uh, partners like that. You know, Motor Health. Um, we, we're striving for uh, pushing breast cancer awareness in Real Men Wear Pink campaign this yeah. month, and they get behind everything I do with the Boys and Girls Club and the community stuff. So um, that's what's really important to me um, is my time and how they can help me and how we can help each other mutually uh, stay in line and head the right direction. Earlier in the summer, I had Dame on, and we talked about his involvement with Adidas and how into his shoe design he gets and mm-hmm. colorways and all that stuff. I know you work with Lee Ning. Yeah. How much are you working with them on what your shoe looks like right. and what kind of design it has and, and things of that nature? It's a constant process of communication back and forth, pictures, uh, details, videos, you know, hmm. researching the, the width of the shoe, getting foot scans, figuring out pressure points, where I want extra comfort at in the shoe. Do I want to play in lows? Do I want to play in highs? I'll start this season in lows and switch to a mid to high around February, and this is all like strategic planning. Hmm. Colorways. How many colorways do you want? Red, black, and white. Do you want to add gray, silver? I like polka dots. Stuff <laughs> like that. So I'll get paint specs on my shoes. So you'll see uh, little hints of things that i enjoy dark nights like one of my favorite movies so i always have a dark night colorway i like sharks i say i'm a shark so i have a shark colorway um i'll have a pino colorway um i have a colorway dedicated to my brother dedicated to my high school dedicated to my fiance my mom so just things that mean something to me i, I try to um put something like that in the involvement of my shoe i play in a pink shoe for breast cancer awareness so just little stuff um that that means something to me or is of significance um it's it's how I kind of live my life and how I strategically partner with my brands. Fashion, I know, is a big deal to you. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, this week the Players' Tribune video that came out of you <laughs> and Scotty Pippen. Yeah. First of all, where in the heck was that house? That was house beautiful. was the bomb. House was off the chain. Man. Uh, it was in like the Hollywood Hills somewhere in L.A. It was unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I'm afraid of stationary heights. I like roller coasters, but um, it was it was a very very unique view of the entire city yeah. uh, we got some great flicks got to chop it up with a legend um and i got some some nice gear out of it so it was it was a win-win wasn't that dolce gabbana yeah i still got the dolce suit at the house i'm gonna break <laughs> it out 
<laughs> I'm breaking out one of these games. So how does that work? You're like, hey, I'm doing a shoot for Players Tribune. You go to Dolce Gabbana or your reps go to them and, and say. They reached out. Uh, I've invested in the Players Tribune. So um, we're in, in line with, with trying to continue to figure out ways uh, to build the brand and for me to continue to diversify my portfolio off the court. So an interview with Scotty was a no-brainer, uh, Portland legend, NBA legend, Bull legend, Hall of Famer, uh, where we get to talk, um, kind of bring you know two different generations of players uh, together, talk about fashion, talk about the NBA, how the game has changed, and you know partner with Neiman Marcus, partner with these other brands uh, that are um, a part of a lot of people's day-to-day life, especially you know on the walk-in. You know, mm-hmm. Everybody's into looking nice and using social media to kind of leverage their brand. So it was just a uh, a unique situation where I had some off time. I could spend some time in LA. I had some other stuff I had to do in LA anyway. So it worked out. So what would you describe your fashion sense as? Like, you know, some people are more casual. Yeah. Um, swaggy casual. Okay. Um, a little mixed bag, you know, a lot of sweats, but I also can put on a suit. I got a lot of tailored suits, um, jean jackets. You kind of go no bombers. socks from time to time, don't you? I will go no socks from time to time or ankle socks. Uh, Kevin Hart made fun of me once <laughs> in Miami because uh, I had no socks on in my, uh, I had some like low, low Gucci's on and it was in Miami. It was hot. And, uh, he checked my shoe. He was looked and he was like, you ain't got no socks on. You're filthy. You got way too much money to be out here with no, with no socks on. And I was like, you don't have no socks on either. And he was like, you're wrong. <laughs> I have no shows on, so after that I went and bought fifty pairs of no show socks and I seen them like a year later and I showed him my no show socks and we laughed about it. The other thing that came out this week was uh Dame's new Moneyball video. Mm-hmm. I saw you had a cameo. Yeah, How did that come about? Does he just say, Hey CJ, I got a video coming out. You wanna yeah, be a part so of it? Or? I was in LA. I had some stuff I needed to do in LA, so I hit him and I was like, I'm gonna be in LA um, for a week if you're trying to work out or anything let me know i got shoots and meetings during the day so i work out in the mornings and he was like all right bet i'm gonna be in la too so i'll hit you and like late towards the latter part of the week he was like yo i'm shooting a video at this time his location pull up so i worked out in the morning and then i um, went to the set and they were shooting a video and we was there for a few hours and was in the bag just dancing having a good time and and uh, then he put it out I saw that you said on social media that you, uh, you're not used to shooting the money. Out yeah, I'm there. just throwing money like that. Was, <laughs> I needed a tutorial on how to get it out the hands and uh, it was funny. It was a good experiment for me and uh, I enjoyed it and I think the music video turned out cool. Yeah, his new album, I liked his first two. Yeah. This one is it's good. really good. Did you get the deluxe? You got like GZ yeah. on there, Jada Kiss. Yeah. Lil Dirk. He got some. Well, he talked about when he was on uh, the summer, the whole process. Like he rented a pop up in Phoenix and did a lot of his writing there. It was really interesting. I didn't even know there were pop up studios that you could. Yeah, people people are in the business of making money. You can get a studio anywhere, man, for however long you want. You can get a studio for a podcast anywhere too, probably. Yeah, Yeah, I got some partners if you need if you need help. We might have to talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I love about this team, and I used to work for the Trailblazers. I don't know if you know that no, way know back that. in the day. Um, but I love the culture that you and Dame have built here. And like when guys, new guys like Hassan Whiteside or Kent Bazemore walk into this locker room or this organization, you guys have really built a great culture here. And, seems from afar you're also the two hardest working guys on the team so when guys come in and they see all right the two best guys on the team are also the two hardest working guys on the team it's really hard for them to not fall into place yeah i think 
it starts with us, um, how we approach the game, how we approach practices. You know, are we friendly? Is there accountability on our end? Do we challenge each other? Do we allow people to challenge us? I think all those things factor into how people respond mm-hmm. uh, when they get here. And they see that you know, we're the highest paid guys on the team, but we work the hardest. You know, we're in here early. We're in here late. I come in at midnight sometimes. I'm here at 8 a.m. sometimes for 11 o'clock practice. Sometimes I might want to get a lift in before we get a lift in as a team. And they see our approach, how methodical we are with everything and how serious we take the game. So it's easy to fall in line when it starts at the top, you know, from management um, to Jody, the late Mr. Allen, um, picking certain types of players, you know, regardless of where they've been before they get here, there's a certain type of DNA and culture that we have. And we look for players who are able to, uh, to kind of assimilate and, and fit into our culture. So um, it's a credit to the guys that were here before. I mean, that's a credit to the organization. And, you know, I kind of just fell in line my rookie year, you know, seeing with Dame, seeing with L.A., Nico, West, Rolo, how they acted, how they behaved. And then that's just kind of how I transitioned into my role. And, and based on coming from a small school like Lehigh, the leadership uh, intangibles I learned there and how to get people to follow. In order to get people to follow, um, you have to be willing to listen and take constructive criticism from the 15th guy on the bench you know what i mean and i think right. that's that's where we're at at this point to where we're not too cool we don't have too many minutes too much success to listen to to anybody i, I take take advice from the video coordinator it's one of my best friends john yim and we came in together so mm. i wasn't really playing a lot i was in there working out every night breaking down film trying to learn the plays and that's kind of how i approach you know life as a, as a guy seven years into the, into the league um do what got you here and continue to do it once you get to where you want to go You're listening to Sports Business Radio with our guest, Portland Trailblazers, C.J. McCollum. We'll be right back after this. When it comes to stadiums and arenas, every sports pro knows wireless wins. And when it comes to the best wireless technology for your venue, look no further than Boingo Wireless. Boingo is the largest operator of indoor wireless networks in the U.S., providing state-of-the-art Wi-Fi and cellular services that power amazing fan experiences. And Boingo makes keeping your stadium connected easy today and in the future. Thinking about 5G? Boingo's expert team helps you carry the ball through a complex technology landscape to deliver wireless solutions that will delight fans and deepen loyalty season after season. Here's another kicker. Boingo is simply the best connected experience for your business. With Boingo, stadiums and arenas enjoy unique operating efficiencies, revenue opportunities, and digital insights into their fan base. That's a win-win. Boingo works with major league sports venues like Soldier Field, Vivint Smart Home Arena, State Farm Arena, and university stadiums like University of Louisville and K-State. Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. We're excited to showcase how technology is changing the business of sports. If you would like more information on Boingo Wireless, visit boingo.com or email sports at boingo.com. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with our guest, C.J. McCollum. You sign an extension in the offseason, so I think you're here till 2023-24. That's making a heck of a commitment to mm-hmm. the organization. Obviously, they've made a pretty good commitment to you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how does – I ask this to athletes, too. You grew up in Ohio – Seems like you grew up with a good family, but you've had life-changing money come into your life. I have this type of money. (laughs) You're right. So how do you, I mean, I think about it like all the time. If I came into that kind of money, I don't know how I would handle it. How do you handle it? And like Dame said, his dad and his family help keep him grounded. Who do you have around you that helps you manage the money and help keep you grounded? Yeah, I have a great um, support system. 
my mom and dad did a tremendous job of raising me. My brother is very um, strict about how we go about doing things, and it's mm-hmm. always been like that since we were children. Um, I've always followed his league. Uh, he was a business management major, uh, honors honors student who plays overseas still, and uh, we're very frugal. We're selective with what we buy, what we spend our money on. Um, my financial advisor does a tremendous job of managing my money um, to the point where, I mean, I think year to date, um, making about 10% on my investments. So doing a pretty good job, and I've diversified into real estate, and I'm looking into franchising. My fiance is almost done with dental school, and they do a, a good job of keeping me humble. I still take out the trash. Um, <laughs> I still try to make the bed when she's when she's here. And and just do those small things because you you have a greater appreciation for wealth um, when you had to struggle to to obtain it. Not that people that are born into it don't appreciate it, but your mindset is different because you've seen the other side. Uh, right. I've seen my mom work two jobs. I've seen my dad work in a, a steel mill for thirty years where it's one hundred and twenty degrees in a crane, and he's fully uh, fully suited up. Mm. Um, I've seen my brother um, work as a trash man in the summertime after. You know, 6 a.m. workouts, 7 a.m. workouts, just to, to continue to help uh, with the family stuff. So uh, I have a real great appreciation of um, what I've been able to obtain and, and how to make it grow and understanding that the next generation of McCollums will be just fine um, and will grow up different than me. And I think that's the goal. The goal is for your kids to grow up and live a better life um, than you did. And uh, I think based on what I've been able to accomplish, it's, it's great, but I also think you get numb to it. It's great to have money, but... Um, you get caught up into the present of working hard and chasing other goals, um, whether that's success, peace. Uh, that's something I've been chasing for a long time, and I found it being at peace with who I am, what I've been able to accomplish and where I want to go, as opposed to comparing yourself to other people. I think that that hurts a lot of athletes and then people in the world because there's a facade surrounded by social media to where everybody shows their best life, which is cool. But you have to sometimes just look in the mirror and look at where you've grown, where you've grown and come from, and how you can continue to uh, pr- progress and move forward. It's a good transition into my next question. The NBA has really uh, put more of an emphasis on mental health, and I know people like Kevin Love and Demar Derozan and people like yourself are out there. It used to be kind of a, a taboo topic that no one spoke yeah. about, and. Now people are more comfortable talking about it, and it's because of people like the people I just mentioned. Um, how big of a part of that? I mean, I know sleep and mental health and diet, and these are all because the season's a grind. Yeah, the season is a grind. And no matter how much money you have or where you're at in your career, you still have stress. You still have anxiety. You still get nervous. You still have fears. And uh, a lot of times, the, the higher you get, the more you suppress it. Um, you're afraid to come out and talk about it. And there, there used to be a negative stigma attached to um, anxiety and, and things of that nature. And I think now people have warmed up to it, understanding that it's common. A lot of people are stressed out. A lot of people are going through things, having panic attacks. And now that professional athletes are coming out saying they're going through it, I think uh, a lot of people who work at nine to fives are feeling more comfortable dealing with it and, and jobs are becoming more accustomed to providing help um, as opposed to, to criticizing people. And, um, based on what I've seen around the NBA, what I've seen uh, from guys talking to Kevin Love, talking to Charlemagne the God, is that it's okay to seek help. It's okay to talk to other people about your problems. Um, there's a lot of things that you can't handle on your own in this world, and you need help, uh, not just from family, but from professionals. Um, because 
Otherwise, you would drive yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think people just need to understand it's, it's important that you, you speak out, you go get the help that you need, and, and don't be afraid uh, or feel like less of a person because we all go through um, ups and downs. What do you do to uh, de-stress? I mean, I know guys do yoga. Yeah things like that i just try to be mindful of my time i think that's the biggest thing i've learned over the course of my career i used to want to work out all the time want to be at everything you know and you have to just pick and choose your spots so i I give myself time every day to kind of wind down um whether that's using apps to meditate you know just deep breaths um throughout the day i try to i try to meditate three times a day especially in season Uh, i listen to a lot of classical music i try to read 30 minutes a day I try to get some hot yoga in, especially um, on off days throughout the season to kind of suppress my steam room every day. So I just give myself time um, to really pamper myself, many petties, massages, whatever it is to uh, kind of decalibrate and get away from this because it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Uh, my life is great and I enjoy it, but it's a lot, mm-hmm. you know, focus, physical, mental stress that you go through to try to prepare for eight months of grinding. Um, you need to escape at times, and I found uh, a lot of things useful for me. It's not useful for everybody else, but you just have to um, you have to figure out what's important to you and how to find your happy medium of freedom. Two more really quick questions. One, I know you're a huge Cleveland Browns fan. Yes, sir. I see you're going to games. You got the jerseys on. You're going yeah. to watch parties. I hear you talking about them on your pod. Yes, sir. Culture, right? I mean, we've wow. talked about that. I heard you talk about it with Michael Lombardi. I don't like, have it yet. How do they get it? It takes time, man. You don't just wake up one day and, and win the Super Bowl. Um, you have to go through those those losses. You have to go through those struggles of you know, whether it's you know, questionable play calling, questionable decision making. The locker room has to almost crumble, it has to bend but not break, and that's when you build culture through struggle. Everybody thinks it comes from success, but no. It's how do you respond when when your quarterback throws an interception on the goal line? Do you point the finger? Do you blame the refs? Or do you just look within and figure out how to rally together? And I think it just takes time. Uh, the season is long. It's going to be a grind. It's going to be struggles. Um, two and four could be two and five after we play the Patriots. But it's about how you respond to that. And I think um, based on some of the guys we got now and who we're able to kind of bring in on staff, they're heading in the right direction, but it takes time. It doesn't happen in a year. It happens in a few years. It happens after a few struggles. So I'll be interested to see how they respond. I hope we beat the Patriots, but in the event that we lose, it'll be a good challenge to see what happens to this team once the media kind of changes the narrative on Super Bowl favorites, right. MVP favorite, Baker Mayfield. You got two Pro Bowl wide receivers. You got a Pro Bowl running back. You got arguably the best defensive end in, in the NFL, leading the NFL in nine sacks in six games. How do you respond when the when the attention becomes negative? And I think that's when you see what the character and culture is really about. It's been fun watching you be a fan of yeah, the, Browns the Browns and you know weighing in just like anyone else would about yeah. the Browns. But you're seeing him come. So, but it's it's been. I'm fun. a fan just like the rest of the world. I yeah. think they take my words too seriously. Man. <laughs> my opinion is in effect. If I say it's bad play calling, maybe it wasn't bad play calling. It's just my opinion. <laughs> but sometimes it is bad play calling. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Kitchen? Nah, Freddie, Freddie, he gotta hang in there, man. He gotta get through this, this tough spot because, um, I believe in him, man. I believe, I believe they picked him for a reason. It's just about everybody locking in and, and making the right decisions. Don't force the touchdown. If it ain't there, throw it away. You don't have to learn trick plays all the time. Right. You just run the ball. You got to really 
really good running back, second in the NFL in rushing yards. Don't be afraid to settle for three. Like I feel like everybody's pressing the whole organization. Everybody wants to be great right away. Just, just, just be solid. Yeah. All right. Last question. Uh, Oregon is becoming more well known for its wine, and I hear you talking about wine. Uh, you've talked about the Vivino app, which I didn't even know about until I heard about it from you, where you can like take a picture of the label, oh, I guess, yeah. and it'll tell you exactly what you're drinking, and you can learn more about what you're drinking. But I saw a video of you and Kevin Love during the off season drinking some wine. It just seems like wine is becoming more of a thing in the in the NBA, and here we are in Oregon where they've got some really good wine. Yeah, Oregon is amazing, and that's one of the things I've learned, you know, being here with the rain, with the climate changes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got the, uh, we have the Willamette Valley, we have the Chilean Mountains, we have different types of altitudes to where it changes the grapes. And have, having gone to so many vineyards, um, you get some really unique blends of, of Pinots, um, we got some really good Chardonnays, um, we have a little bit of bubbly stuff, uh, depending on what, what vineyard you go to. But I've really enjoyed, you know, going to different uh, wineries. You got Adelsheim, you got Domaine Serene, you got Soder, you got Beaufort. Walter Scott is the first Pinot I ever had um, here in Oregon seven years ago. So I've been able to try such a variety, man, and become a member at so many places that uh, my cellar is overwhelming. <laughs> you know, it's to the point where I got to start giving away some stuff because I can't, I can't, uh, you can't drink it all. Can't drink it all. And after going to Italy this summer, I, uh, even expanded even more so i'm in a world of trouble in this wine industry i think you and kevin love uh had the tie for the best summer travels that i saw posted yeah, we lived on our social. best lives this year man. man i was inspired by him i actually asked him where i should go um in the summertime because he was just crushing his dog had a better vacation <laughs> than than a lot of humans out there his dog was living she she was living her best life no um, yeah, kidding yeah the dog's birthday is today so uh dog's birthday is today yeah i got i got a text him to tell him happy birthday yeah CJ, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Continued no success to you and uh, look forward to watching you this season. I appreciate you. Thank you. Guests appearing on Sports Business Radio will receive a dress shirt from Mizzen and Maine. It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. No more dry cleaning and no wrinkles. Their shirts are incredibly comfortable. Mizzen and Maine makes dress shirts for men that fixes everything that's ever been wrong with shirts for so long. Their shirts breathe, stretch, and wick away moisture. It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. They've taken the hassle out of looking great through wrinkle resistance and the ability to wash your shirts at home. No more last-minute ironing. No more after-work trips to the dry cleaner. It's a shirt that's worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. Head over to MizzenInMaine.com and use promo code SBR to get $10 off your dress shirt. That's MizzenInMaine.com, code SBR. I can tell you one thing, I'll be wearing Mizzen in Maine dress shirts at all future sports business radio roadshows and sports PR summit events. I can't wait. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Follow them online at boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. And we want to remind you all the great places you can get the Sports Business Radio podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find Sports Business Radio. So download us for on-demand listening. Subscribe, rate, and review us as well. We always appreciate the reviews. 
Follow me on Twitter in between shows at SB Radio. Follow us on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. I can't tell you how many times over the years on Sports Business Radio that a PR person is asked to listen in on my interviews with their CEO, GM, coach, or athlete. They also want to call us in our studio so that we don't have the phone number of the high-profile person who is calling us for our interview. Blinder has developed a technology that solves these issues that have existed for years. Use Blinder's unique technology to connect your athlete, coach, or executive's personal phone for any interview without sharing their private information. Remotely control the phone interviews. Set start and finish times, monitor online or with the Blinder mobile app, and listen to a recording of the call at any time for complete peace of mind. With Blinder, you're finally in control. The system works globally from any phone line. Scheduling a call takes seconds. Customizable push notifications ensure a connection, and no one needs to download anything to make or receive a call. PR people everywhere should be using this helpful technology. Blinder is now the technology we use for the official guest line for Sports Business Radio. Learn how to start your free trial by visiting blinderhq.com backslash SB Radio. Now we're talking.